0: Welcome to Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick
1: Youssef. I'm Kevin Christie. My uh, side tendons aren't swollen anymore.
0: What yesterday they were?
1: Yeah, they went down. I took an anti-inflammatory.
0: Oh, it was that bad? Yeah. Wow.
1: Dude, they puffed out. It looked weird. That's hilarious. It was the
0: dumbest looking thing. So, no one knows what we're talking about. Well, I know what you're talking
1: about. Max Greenfield has a CrossFit gym in his garage. He asked me to come (laughs) CrossFit with him. I did. It hurt so bad that the sides of my body, just below my chest, puffed out. From inflammation to where it looked like I was one of those people that shot steroids directly into one body part. I looked really stupid.
0: Wow. Yeah. I um. Huge mistake. I didn't get to exercise much. though so okay. I was out of town, but I did eat a party-sized bag of Mega M&Ms. <laughs> wait, wait, what's a Mega M&M? Well, a Mega M&M is a bigger Ooh. peanut M&M. So more peanut, more chocolate. Oh shit! It's so like one and a half. Like yeah, imagine ha- like one and a half These peanut products. M&Ms. Yeah.
1: These motherfuckers. They were pretty
0: goddamn good.
1: You know who's like the, a mega mega m of storytelling? Who? Brandteller. Dude, he really is. Right? <laughs> this this episode's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's really good. I was enthralled. I yeah. wanted to. St- I, I I wish I didn't have to talk and I could just <laughs> listen the whole time. These
0: stories are amazing. Yeah. Normally on the show, we're like, well, it'll just be a conversation where we'll go story here, story there, and just random. You know. you can be honest. I interrupt the shit out of everybody. But the, uh, yeah yeah that's true. not this time but this time the stories were so it was like it's like you, you're watching a movie yeah about a dude who like moved to vegas and then got involved with like gamblers and bookies and yeah how he went from like nothing to like
1: yeah it's crazy to a, yeah, well, everyone do does anymore. that cheesy thing in la where are like dude you know, that should be a movie but this is sort of the case
0: yeah, it was like I was watching while he was it was very me, was like,
1: fascinating. Then what happened? Then what happened? He's a funny dude and the story is his his life experience is craziness. Yeah. And it's just it's super interesting. I was enthralled the entire time.
0: Yeah, we're gonna have him back too, So Because he I mean, by the time you get to the end of the episode, you're gonna be like, I want there's gotta be more, I want more. And there is more. Yeah. yeah. Um He also you know what we didn't do is we didn't ask him, um uh, we didn't plug dates, I don't think at the end, but No, I forgot. He um he has a podcast okay. called the 31 podcast, and he has guests on and asks 31 questions. And then he goes to Are you have you done it yet? No, I'm going to. Okay, um, I did it a week ago, it's out now. Okay, um, so if you want to hear me on his and then listen to his other ones because they're people like the show, I've already gotten like good feedback and shit. Cool, um, but yeah, this is a good episode, and we will have him back for more of these like insane stories. Yeah, it's great. Um, where are you at this week? I'll probably be at the, at the comedy store. Uh-huh. So,
1: fuck with that. And then San Monica uh, Westside Comedy Theater. On Sundays, come to that show. Watch me
0: bomb my nuts off. <laughs> New material night. Nick was there last night. Watched me struggle for 66.6% of my set. <laughs> um, yeah, I had one of those where I'm like, I'm going to open with a... Uh, I just got back to town and make fun of the city I was in. Joke didn't go so <laughs> I decided to
1: talk about how much I like Guy Fieri and no one came along with me.
0: That's gonna be one of those kind of room dividers. Yep. Because he's polarizing. That's why what I want to talk about. I couldn't understand why it seemed yeah, really yeah, harmless yeah.
1: to me, but alright, whatever. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna bomb in the intro and on stage.
0: So. <laughs> um I will be potentially on Comedy Juice at the Hollywood Improv this Wednesday. Okay. Uh, or next week. It's either this week or next week. Um, so come see that. Uh, and then... June there- 20th 21st? Yeah. June 20th, 21st. Go see Nick at the La Jolla Comedy Store. He's recording an
1: album. Be fucking
0: supportive. Yeah. Uh, and if you're driving from like a little bit of a distance... Um, Hit me up and I'll like I'll hook you up with tickets or something like that. Yeah. Um, And two nights, eight and ten thirty, Friday and Saturday. Two shows, both nights. Come f with that. Laugh Um, loud.
1: He's make an album. Yeah. If you laugh loud, you'll be able to hear yourself on the record and say that's me. Yeah, I'll give you a thank you. That's cool.
0: uh, (laughs) And then what else? Where aren't you somewhere that same weekend? I had to cancel it. Oh, why? Because I'm shooting Masters of Sex. Ooh. What if I didn't know you were on Masters of Sex this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, now um, I'm shooting that, so. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, that's what they call a conflict. Not even a good problem. A great problem. A great problem. You don't have to go to Tempe and sit in the heat, <laughs> you get to make a TV show. Yeah, I will take that problem all day. Homie. When does the season start? You know? July 13th. Um, so fuck with that shit you guys Masters yeah. of Sex, Kevin Christie It's just an extremely credible television show that I'm yeah. on Yeah, critically acclaimed
1: yeah. Uh, Nominated for a Critics' Choice Award Actually, so it's no big deal
0: Critics' Choice favorite, Kevin Christie <laughs> <laughs> Yep yeah. um, Alright, so I think that's it
1: Yeah, Enjoy right? you know this episode With the amazingly, incredibly
0: Bizarre life Way more owning. interesting than we are Brian yep. <laughs> <Aunt> Tobler, everybody <laughs> Why would I make up that I'm more energized from my bike ride? Because I got my
1: blood flowing. You want to sell it conceptually. The sun is seeping into my body. So it doesn't make it seem like a waste of time. It's not a waste of time. I'm not saying it's a waste of time, but you've bought into selling it as an active, Lifestyle, because you wear a funny outfit, and you spend a lot of your free time and money on biking, so you got to make it worthwhile. I Everyone got... does this with everything they like. They all, they all, we all like a thing. There's the real reasons we like it, and then we okay. come up with the oversell reasons where we gild the
0: lily a little too much. There's no oversell. <laughs> These are the basic things you get from an activity like this. Okay. You, you feel healthier and good and more energized. Maybe like no after oversell. the fact... Like okay, in the over the
1: oh, I think maybe the overreaching span of your life, you're a more energized person. When people go, oh yeah, I work out and I feel energized. No, you don't. You feel tired afterwards. No, you just worked absolutely
0: out. not. <laughs> oh, you're, you're
2: you're drowning in it, Nick. <laughs> there's, uh, that's uh, that's
0: craziness. Brant, w-
2: Brant, get behind me on this. Uh, yeah, I'm exhausted when I just like hike running or something. I don't have more energy. I'm, I don't know. I mean, well, okay. There's a b- difference, by the way, between if you went on like a
0: 10 mile bike ride or an 80 mile bike ride that's you're going to be tired I
1: also think hiking everyone we know hikes and it doesn't seem to change the shape of anyone who does Because it. that's for
0: sure <laughs> the hiking in this in this area is just walking up yeah, it's a just hill. walking uphill. yeah it's not a real but also work going to the gym and exercising for 30 minutes or 45 minutes makes you more energized but if you're there for three fucking hours yeah you're gonna be tired
1: i don't feel i feel tired after i'm done working out (laughs) because i worked out i lifted a bunch i lifted a bunch of heavy things yeah and then i got sweaty and did it as fast as i could and then i was tired i have less energy throughout a day if i don't go exercise in the morning i think that's over the if you even that's like over the even like the the kind of mean of your life but I'm saying this notion that like oh I got on a bike and but I But my life's not figures. over no 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 <laughs> I mean just like it it gives you more energy generally but this like notion that working out is some like like drinking a Red Bull I am against I but I'm not even Im- implying that yeah you do, like you've done testing like you've tested your energy levels
0: I have because I work <laughs> no, out regularly you, and if yourself. I go three days or something. I can feel... I'm, I just don't feel as energized throughout the day. I'm like, because I haven't fucking worked out. You remind minutes. me right now of
1: Charles Manson. Here's when. what you're trying to say. <laughs> what?
0: What you're trying to say is that you have to get in the, like, in the groove of something like that for it to up your energy levels generally. I think generally. if you exercise in regularly... In the same way people it, yeah. think taking a vitamin once is going to make them feel better. No, no, no. Yeah. But you over have the have it in your system. Over the
1: whole of your life, you have more energy because you exercise regularly. What I'm saying is... Exercising does not produce energy right afterwards, and if you come at me with science, people who reply to this, I will, I
0: will not believe it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Brant, how you doing? I'm good. I'm, good. I'm exhausted from that yeah, from that conversation because yeah. you know
2: why? What exhausted you? Nick's lies. <laughs> it's funny we talked about biking yesterday when you did my podcast, and yeah. I was like, Man. so weird. Nick made you talk about biking. <laughs>
0: cult except that i didn't and he brought it up oh, okay and i was like oh sure i'll talk i'm so energized from my workout <laughs> earlier that i can easily talk about this <laughs> for as long as you like <laughs> just saying i'm energized is an awful thing to i say. totally am
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you should get on board with this because you've That's started like
1: saying, god i'm thriving uh, well, um, you know what I did Monday thrived thriving right now. <laughs> What's how is that? It's just, they're funny words to me energized because it's like it's very hard to like, okay, why and how is it possible to measure? It's like it's like if you say like ah, I'm taller today. Then I'd be like, oh, okay, let's get out the, 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 you know, the tape measure and we'll see. But when you say like ah, I'm energized,
0: I'm like in what way? Like when well, someone said that to me, I'd be like, oh, what did you do? Like either did you drink five Red Bulls? Did you go work out? I feel Maybe. like more awake.
1: <laughs> Like, I, don't, I would never call it energized. I'd be like, I'm awake as fuck. Like, if I drink a bunch of coffee, I'm like, Whoo, I'm yeah. wide awake. That's if what I drink I a bunch
0: of coffee, I'm like, I'm jittery as fuck. <laughs> that's not even energy. or. But that's if you don't eat. If I eat, as long as, long as I eat, I do not get the shakes. Right. Yeah. I have not eaten. Probably though.
1: the longest we've gone with a guest and not let him talk.
0: <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm just listening. Trust me, I talk blood. <laughs> We're, plenty. This We're is arguing uh, about the merits of yeah, this exercise. This is full, <laughs> full domination. I, I'm just watching. I don't like it. <laughs>
2: um... Would you, you, so you you say hike? Yeah. Well, like you guys said, it's kind of a hike. It's not. Walking I mean, it's walk yeah. up. You do run, bullshit. Because there's so many cute girls, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, and it just it makes me energized. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> no. I like to just do it and just bullshit. But usually, one of my roommates goes with yeah. me, and we just talk. And it's just good to get out of the house because I'm so lazy and unproductive. So I right. like to pretend like it's working out. But like you said, my shape is getting worse somehow. Oh, it's better than nothing, though. Yeah.
1: You know, that seems like where everyone who moves here goes. It seems like a really good way to just meet humans. Runyon.
0: Oh yeah, it's so yeah. Crowded, Probably. I've never done
1: it. I've never done it either, but it seems like everyone I everyone I meet who does it is not from
2: here.
0: It's like the Venice Boardwalk. It's like the Melrose Avenue of nature. Yeah.
2: In LA. Yeah. Well, it's just like it's like two blocks from my house. so I'm like, yeah. I just once I move there, then everyone's like, let's go. But I think you're right because I just laugh on my streets there. You just see moving trucks every day, and I feel like every hot chick wants to live by Runyon. Well,
1: there's also – there's a real – like uh, there's a concentration of apartment buildings there. So it's yeah. probably just one of those areas where you can actually get an apartment kind of fast because there's so much probably turnover or whatever. Yeah, there's plenty of turnover.
0: I think, too, when people look at a map of Hollywood, they go, oh, well, living in the middle of it sounds good. Yeah, you're like, oh, Hollywood near- Boulevard's right there. That's where I'll get discovered, and then I can hike. <laughs> <laughs> well, you open up Los, Los
1: Angeles Magazine, which is uh, I don't like – it's just lists. It's basically the BuzzFeed of... Ma- it, it's what yeah. BuzzFeed got their model from. It's all lists. But Runyon is on a list in Los Angeles Magazine in every single issue. Yeah. So I think people that move, they're like, oh, I'll pick up LA Magazine. And they're like, fuck Runyon, <laughs> yeah. that's cool. Then they look at apartments like, oh, shit, it's by that Runyon I read about, which yeah. is
0: apparently the place to be for Angelinos. Yeah. And then that's it. Oh, it's a mile from Sunset and Vine. I've heard about that in songs. Yeah.
1: I love seeing... Well, I don't love it, but I feel bad for when tourists because you see they looked at a map yeah. they got a hotel like up the Coenga pass and they're like oh i'll just walk to hollywood boulevard yeah. and they're walking like on a really busy terrifying street with no sidewalk with a map and they're just like where are we oh, oh we're trying hollywood bowl and it's like this it's it's just like confusing to look at
2: yeah i see them all i think like you said it's on list because i see a lot of tourists like hiking in jeans and shit and i, yeah. I think they didn't realize and they're about halfway up. They're like, "What did we? Why yeah. did we do this? This isn't nearly as cool as the list said. It shouldn't have been number four. It should have been like forty on 40. Yeah, I see that uh, in like Griffith Park where people are just regular street
0: clothes, yeah. and they're like, "Why did we sign up for? I didn't know we should have driven." You yeah. know, <laughs> <laughs> and then the other half are driving. They like, drive up. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you see the opposite, where a car is driving up almost to the observatory, and then they get out, and they're in hiking clothes. Love it. And you're like, "You're doing it." Love it. Those what are my you, people. Where are you hiking? 11 feet Perfect. to the fucking water fountain?
1: Well, they just want
0: to hike long enough to get the energizing. <laughs> well, they're not going to get it because <laughs> they're being lazy in their car. They're going to be de-energizing. Um, how long have you lived in LA now? Uh, about two years. Okay. Do you, where are you at with how you feel about it? Because uh, year one, everyone hates it.
2: Yeah, you know what? I didn't I, I hated Vegas so much when I got here. I was so happy to uh, be yeah. here. And then uh it's very humbling for sure. And then I tell people like when I'm on the road comics ask me I'm like I think like the first 2 years I'm just kind of figuring everything out. Uh-huh. Not figured it out LA, but now like when I came in I had such a wrong idea. I was like, "Well, I'm like the best stand-up in Vegas. I'll get <coughs> here." And then I immediately took meetings and they're like, "So, what do you do?" Like I'm a stand-up and then like, "Well, what else do you do?" And I'm like, "I don't know. That's it." And they're like, get out of here you know <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. i've like kind of realized there's so much more to la than yeah. just being a stand-up and plus it's so hard to get good sets you know yeah, yeah. that first it's two just, years
1: of starting here is just like hey am, can i find a place to do
2: any stand-up yeah. please the first two weeks you get on every hot show and then after that it's yeah. been it's just like and then just the process of what one of the big things i didn't realize the people that decide who gets on the hottest shows amazes me and shit. Like, I never thought I'd have to deal with Tommy or, like, yeah, the yeah. guys that pick at improv or, like, I'd do fresh faces and then that person would be gone. And it just amazes me, like, some of these, I don't, I don't want to shit on a bunch of people, but some people that run, like, important shows, I'm like, how do these people yeah. control yeah. the most important shows it's in L.A.? It's
1: definitely frustrating when you're like, wait, you're the gatekeeper? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, like the sure. gatekeepers. On every level. Yeah. It's meet? like that at every level of everything where you're like, how are you... It's because it's actually a pretty shitty job cuz you're basically yeah. dealing with people bugging you like hey I'm great hey I'm great yeah. hey I'm great you're like Ugh, I don't uh, leave me alone yeah. so it's a job that not a lot of people want or like
2: don't want to keep Yeah the the gatekeeper is a perfect way to say it I just so but overall I mean I just like I hated Vegas so much and uh so I just needed a change so I mean I like it because It was just kind of a fresh start. So I was kind of defeated by the time I was leaving Vegas. So Really? Living living in Vegas seems like the weirdest. It's just the worst, man. Just the worst people. And you know, (laughs) everyone always say, well, LA (laughs) is just as bad, but it's not. I haven't found it to be like... Oh, no. I would imagine Vegas is worse. I grew up in a small town in Wyoming. Everyone's very nice and uh, just like really genuine. And and, uh, Vegas... Like, I think LA's everyone kind of sizes up to see what you can do for them, Uh kind of. But Vegas, it's just like, how can I take advantage of you? It's just just a shitty place, man. And I was there way too long. So I was there like 12 years. So Why did you initially decide, like, oh, I'm going to move to Vegas? So my dad was in prison the whole time I was a kid. And then my dad got out of prison. And uh, I was going to school in Phoenix. And he got out of prison. And it was crazy because I hadn't seen my dad in like five years. And I just got this letter saying I'll be at the airport come see me so i went to the airport and i didn't know what my dad looked like like oh, i didn't think I, I mean actually i did when i saw him but it was this weird thing so i was like walking around the airport this is when you could still go to the gates and i'd like look it's like is that my dad and then of course when i saw him i recognized him so then he i hated college anyway i suck at college and uh <laughs> i was just in some shitty junior college i thought i was gonna be a basketball player which i had no shot of and yeah. uh so then my dad was just like hey i'm in vegas if you ever want to come and then, like, literally two weeks later, I dropped out of college and just went to move to Vegas. Because, you know, my dad my dad was real cool when I was a kid because my dad was always in prison. Then he'd get out. And then he'd just come to town and just, like, spoil me for, like, two days. Yeah. So I had this, like, glamorized view of my dad. And I just kind of wanted to be around him. I thought he was still pretty cool. So when he got out of prison, then I just, like, immediately, I was like, all right, I'm going to Vegas. And I was just mesmerized by Vegas. I thought it was, like, yeah. You'd be. never been, yeah. I'd never so been. It all so. Must be, yeah. yeah. I was, I was looking in magazines and shit. for two like,
1: days. It's great. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. But I stayed a little, <laughs> a little past that.
0: <laughs> Two days and eleven years, three yeah. hundred and sixty-three days. <laughs> yeah. I should
2: have left after those first two days. So the whole thing was just dumb. Like we, me and my two buddies, moved there. We, we wanted to be pirates at Treasure Island. Yeah, the dumbass. <laughs> That's so. Good. We thought it'd be like the funnest <laughs> job in the world. It probably was for a week, right? Well, we, uh, we couldn't get the job. We were. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was oh, like, okay. you just walk in and yeah, be a fucking pirate,
2: homie. Yeah, we didn't. We're such idiots so we you moved gotta, like, there. Polish the pirates' boots for four years, and yeah. then you sell their costumes, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. yeah, and have muscles
1: and shit, and actually look like. A pirate, but we you like, know butt you probably get being a pirate. Oh, it, dude, you probably score tons of li- of ass. It no, yeah. was our plan, but yeah. like
0: 80 numbers a night.
2: Yeah, yeah. So we were like, It'd be great. You just jump off the ship into the water like every hour and have a fake war. I mean, <laughs> what, what could be better? And then, uh, obviously, when we got there, they were not gonna hire us, so <laughs> so it was uh, it was a weird thing. So I was living in this trailer park with my dad. My dad, of course, somehow. Had a cocktail waitress immediately when he got out of prison. So he, I was living in this trailer with my dad. This cocktail convicts always waitress. have really
1: good charisma. Yeah,
2: could <laughs> just trick. They're so good at male convicts are so good at tricking women into taking care of them one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea how he did it. He just right out he had one, and then so we were living in this trailer uh with this cocktail waitress, and then like her two kids and one of her kids' friends, and then wow. But it was cool. I, I you know. It was probably the funnest time I had in Vegas because everything was just new and my dad was cool and everything was going good and we were all just living. There was a pool and we just loved it. And how old were we at the time? Probably like twenty. Twenty, yeah, okay. just just about turned twenty-one. I think I just turned twenty-one and my two buddies went with me and uh, so we were sleeping in a room. We just had like the box spring and the mattress on the floor. Yeah, on not on top of each other because we'd sleep like five deep. Sometimes you'd sleep on the so, but it was so it was shitty looking back on it, but it was actually the kind of the funnest thing. So yeah. It was cool. It all started good, and then uh, obviously, it ended. Uh, it all ended bad, of course. Like anything in Vegas.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It can only be so good for so long in a city like that. You're just. Playing. I always think
1: when I walk around, when I have to go there, and I'm walking around, like it's one of those places where you can take an, a, a life that's an, an entirety of failure. Uh-huh. You're like, if I just catch a hot weekend, yeah, the kids back. That's <laughs> like, it. It, you literally can just repo all your mistakes. And fucking just recreate your entire financial existence in a hot weekend, like, dude, I hit a streak and I'm a millionaire, like, which is basically impossible. But people, you see the mindset, like, yeah. no, I'm gonna do it. This is it. Let's yeah. do it. You and watch just, like
2: Vegas Vacation, and you see the kid win all the money, and you're like, shit, I yeah. can. But it's so not that you can never win. <laughs> I, I mean, if I would tell people, people Vegas, are always like, you can
1: never win. That's yeah. what the
2: motto should be. Because then I started. So I was, I got a job working for these professional gamblers, and then. That was the first thing he told me. Because like, he was like a millionaire. I was like, how do you do this? He's like, just never bet is what you should do. Because he's like, you'll never win. And then once he explained it all, it made sense. Like, you don't really think about the numbers of it. And it's like, you can never overcome in sports or any of it. You're not going to overcome the odds. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. It's just impossible. So but, so he just told you never bet? Yeah, well, ironically, then that's what I did for a living for 10 years. But he told me... so so i'm 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 about to move home but i he was a poker player yeah he was a poker player but he was originally like a bookie from ohio and we were we were uh sports bettors so i was a runner just on the strip i'd run up and down the strip with like three hundred thousand dollars cash yeah run from casino to casino where they would tell me to bet what games. so it was like the dream job so uh how long into living in vegas did you get that job Oh, about maybe ten months, I was about to move home. I had a girl back in Wyoming I was in love with, and i uh-huh. I, I was working in a casino at night, uh, counting the money out of it from like eleven to like six in the morning. I had to empty out slot machines in this real shitty little dive casino oh. way out off the strip and What's I was it called. Uh, it's called uh, Samstown. I love those. it's right. I lived right by Samstown. That's funny. My step grandmother lived right by Samstown uh, it trailer was park. Called the Klondike. We, uh, that's right where we were at the. Klondike. Oh
1: shit! I've been to that trailer park. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> we were and uh, <laughs> I thought Samstown was like the greatest place when yeah, I, I, I first got there because really it's not like the worst. No, it was cool. And then we had, so then we would spend all our time at Samstown because the cocktail wagers kicked my dad out a lot, and then we'd have to stay in these weekly hotels, which was like the scum of the earth oh, just yeah. like hookers and drug dealers and wow. just the craziest shit so so yeah i was i had this awful job and i was about to move home well so anyway the I, so i went to this gym because i really i always loved to play basketball yeah but there was only one indoor court <coughs> and i really couldn't have, this gym was like incredible It was like a hundred dollars a month like the Whoa. nicest gym i've ever been to and i'd luckily just put it on a credit card oh. and i started playing lunch ball playing at lunch with all these dudes and then this one guy he he was kind of like the coolest guy, this older guy. And he told me he was a professional gambler. And I was like, holy shit, man, that's awesome. And then one time he goes. So over time, we kind of became friends. And then one time he was like, uh, I would always pester him. And I was like, come on, just give me the game. So one time he gave me like four games. He's like, bet these four games. Don't tell anyone I gave them to you. And I was like, cool. And I ran home and told my dad and me and my dad got all our money and got money from the cocktail waitress. And wow. I took all the money I had because I thought, because I knew this guy was like a millionaire. And I knew... I was like, we got these games, and the way he told me that they were secret, I thought they couldn't lose. So we bet all our money, and fucking, oh. of course, lost every single game. Oh my god! <laughs> so <laughs> I then went back to the gym and uh, punched him in the face. No, no, and and the and the, I got to the gym. I couldn't go to the gym for a while because I really had to work. And then uh, I got to the gym, and he saw me, and he's like, "You bet those games?" And I was like, "Yeah." It's like I knew it. God damn it! And I was like, "It's all right, man." And then he's just like, you know what? Come to lunch with me. And I was like, all right. And then so I went to lunch. And then he was like, you want a job? And I was like, no, I think I'm going to go home. And he's like, are you sure? And then he explained it to me. And then I was like, yeah. I'll so then I went with this, this dude. I immediately started that day. He went to train me. Yeah. And uh, so I went out, gotten this guy's BMW, which I thought was the coolest thing because I'd never <laughs> had like a cool car. You know, I'd never yeah. had more than like $800 to my name. Yeah. We drove down to the strip, and the first thing I did, he gave me $20,000 <laughs> cash. <so laughs> Fucking I'd shit. Go into Bally's and bet this Duke football game and back then, Dukes. Cause like, like the he worst. wasn't allowed in. No, he was, but he was just training me. So my bosses yeah. were all older dudes, but mm-hmm. then, so there was like five of us young dudes on the strip. So we each had our own little section. Yeah. So I walked in there just handshaking, had 10,000 in each pocket, like, holy oh, shit. And, uh, and then I bet the game. And then, and of course, it lost. And because uh, I told him, I was like, why are we betting this? Duke's never going to win. Cause I thought I was smart, you know, cause I watched Sports Center or something. And yeah. he was like, there's one rule to this game. Just always do what you're told. Never always do what you're told. And I was like, all right. So then he trained me for like the next two weeks. And then I was on my own, which was crazy. Cause, so I'd always have at least like a hundred thousand dollars. It would waver between like a hundred and like three hundred thousand, how we were doing in cash. But I, well, I try to keep it mostly in like chips and uh, okay, yeah. and tickets. But I always had at least ten thousand in cash. So, but the cool part was uh, in the beginning, I didn't have to report back to them. I always had that money with me, twenty uh-huh. four seven, three sixty five. I just have to do a figure check every Tuesday. Yeah. So I literally had so much money that it was. It was the craziest thing. So like if I went to Arby's, I'd pull out just this wad of money (laughs) and the chick would be like, we don't take a hundred. And I'm like, they're all Unless you want everything. (laughs) You want one of everything. (laughs) (laughs) And I was was super douchey about it because, you know, I was like, I never had realized how much power money has too. So you pull out this wad of money and I'd always do that to chicks. Chicks would be like, I'd pull out a wad of money and they'd be like, how much money is that? And I'd be like, if you guess within a hundred dollars, I'll let you have it. And they'd be like, oh, I don't know, like eight hundred dollars, and I'd hand it to them. By the time they got to like four thousand, they're just like, oh my god! <laughs> wow. Which so we used, you know, now looking back on it, it was super douchey. But I was only twenty two, and I didn't. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. totally acceptable. Yeah, <laughs> and I didn't. I it just was such a different world to me. So, uh, so I had that job. It was just like a dream job, and then everything was going good. But then my dad. uh so my dad was doing good because he was on parole. He had to check in and do drug tests and shit. And then he got off parole and he got back on drug- I had bought a... Like right away. <laughs> yeah. So I got a house and I had moved my little brother down from Portland. Oh. And uh, so we could kind of like have a family, me and my dad and my brother when we're living in this house. And then my dad got off parole and immediately got, like, on drugs and started bringing over, like, these little 20-year-old wannabe black white gangster kids. Like, the fucking scum of the earth. Yeah. That are younger than, like, me and my brother. Because at the time, I'm probably 23 and my brother's, like, 21. And we could see it starting to go bad and then one day I came home. I'd worked a college football Saturday, which was all day long from like six in the morning to like eight, so I was exhausted. Like be- betting. Yeah, betting, that. just running up and down the strip. And I came home and I was exhausted and my dad was the only one at the house and I went to sleep. And then my brother came home and then my brother came home from his job. He worked in like a stuffed animal store in Caesars Palace. Like he had no money. He was just he was just trying to you know, and I was trying to take care of what I could. But yeah. my little brother had saved up like three hundred and fifty dollars to fly home to see his girlfriend graduate from college up in Portland. Yeah. And my brother woke me up and he's like Someone stole my money and I uh, popped out of bed and I ran downstairs and I was like looking for my dad to be like, dad, one of these scumballs you've brought to my house oh, yeah, stole the, kids, the fucking yeah. money, right? Yeah. The car's gone and I'm standing in the front yard and my brother's all upset and then I realized, oh shit, I got my money in my room, oh, ran no. upstairs and my dad stole 80000 from me. Dude. So. Oh my God. That yeah. was the hardest part because the main thing that really, so I see my little brother crying and I know. Just, I know my dad stole that money because he knew it was millionaire's money, but the fact that he went and took my little brother's money, like on after he it. already had 80000 so
0: He's like, oh, another 350000 yeah, it's yeah. Like, what,
2: from my son. Yeah, and he <laughs> stole like a watch, this fossil watch I got my brother, which maybe has a $5 pawn shop value. You know what I mean? Just, like, some, just, you literally
1: can't pawn it. Yeah, That's yeah, exactly. just that like drug addict stuff. Yeah. Especially in Vegas. Like there's just yeah. – you go to a pawn shop in Vegas, it is just stacked
2: with Rolexes. Yeah, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, they're not selling – no one's going to go buying a fossil watch in Vegas. So crazy. so I see my little brother all crying and upset and I was like and I was just so mad and then the following days my dad we had an idea my dad stole it you know and then yeah. we went to the bars where my dad hung out and we went to Sam's town and every cuz we'd always go to Sam's town with my dad mm-hmm. and then I start talking to him. they're like yeah your dad was betting like $5,000 my dad was usually betting like $5 so we yeah. knew it was my dad <laughs> Clearly yeah. yeah so like an idiot I come up with a plan. I know my dad's deathly allergic to penicillin. Okay. So, and my cousin's like a real gang member in in Phoenix, like a real drug dealer yeah. and the most loyal dude in the world. And he, uh, so I came up with this dumbass plan that we're gonna kill my dad with uh, a jamba juice full of penicillin. <laughs> <laughs> Not not the smartest thing, obviously, in <laughs> right. <yeah>. Right. <Mother, laughs> <I'm only, laughs> you know what? Motherfucker
1: stole eighty grand. Yeah. Yeah. I, Let him fucking live in your house.
2: Yeah. yeah. I'm only twenty three. I'm not a great murderer or anything. So is I, you in, yeah, yeah. this is what happens when you live in this is Vegas logic. Exactly. Yeah. So I t- so my cousin comes up from Phoenix and I fly to SS Park with my girlfriend. Where are you gonna get the penicillin? My cousin got some. Okay. So
1: like, hey, I need like a deathly amount of penicillin at yeah. a right age. Yeah, I <laughs> like, don't even uh, know. <laughs> Do you have a
2: prescription? Yeah. I don't even know how he got it. I need it. like
1: so much of it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but like he, say enough to like maybe kill a human. If you were allergic. <laughs> so, we, uh, so I flat ass this park with my girlfriend and I tell – so my cousin comes up. I'm like, you guys take care of this. Yeah. And then I'll be back because, I, like the whole thing, there was just no logic behind any of it. I don't know why I thought if they did it, it wouldn't come back on me. So they—I <laughs> wonder who killed this guy. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> he recently stole eighty grand from his son. Yeah, so who they can't be found right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: who's out of the yeah. out of town? So they yeah. they try to give my dad the penicillin, the Jamba juice. <laughs> My dad obviously won't take it. He's not an idiot, you know. Yeah. And hey, drink uh, this jamba juice. It's yeah.
1: totally not full of penicillin. We yeah, made it for he, you.
2: I mean, we knew we hated him, so I think he probably thought we just pissed in it or something awful. Because at this, it's just full hate level now. And, hey, uh, drink this
1: smoothie. You guys having smoothies? No. <laughs> yeah. just we got here. you a smoothie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
0: just gonna hold <laughs> this empty bottle of penicillin. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Did
2: at <laughs> least the ready? other guys have smoothies? I don't. I don't know. I was, Like I said, I was gone, so they. All they told me was that he wouldn't drink the, he wouldn't drink it. Mm. So they came, So they eventually trapped him in the garage and they tried to kill him with golf clubs. Jeez. Just beat the shit out of him with these golf clubs. But huh. then my dad got a. He got out because my dad was like in Leavenworth and like had yeah, just like, incredible like, call call Kansas call stories. Like yeah. he, he he could get past this. So uh, <laughs> Leavenworth. What's is Leavenworth? Se- it's
1: a very serious prison. <laughs> yeah, in oh, Kansas. Really?
2: Like a, yeah. So he. Uh, it's old.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's old. Like it's. I think it's. It's built of like stone. Still.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think it's, uh... but but it. Where like they have like maximum the, I, security. It's maximum security, but
1: it's still like with the keys. Like it's not like one of those like super maxes that are all automated. Like Leavenworth is super super old. I think. Well, I, super I think I saw, maxes
0: are even more. Yeah, I intense. think I saw
1: it on Lockup and it's still the thing where it's like all metal and you see like the guards with like a bunch of keys.
0: That's crazy. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, <laughs> so he was in that prison. Yeah, so he and he got away. So he's like, "Oh, golf clubs, yeah. pussies." Yeah. <laughs> come <obviously>, at me. <laughs> no one's trying to rape me. I can't believe
0: he got <laughs> so, out of that.
2: So yeah, he got out of it and then he and then I've never seen him since that day. No, we, none of us What did have. you tell
1: your boss about the money? You know, I yeah. told
2: my boss I think part of it was my dad was very jealous of my relationship with my boss because okay. a, a crazy thing happened when I got the job. So my boss also he wanted drugs. Yeah, yeah. He hey, drugs. let's first of all, <laughs> drug addict. Yeah, yeah. And also he's like, why aren't you stealing all this money from this guy? You're so dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh. So my when I first got the job, so I was uh, my boss had a partner, and then so my boss hires me, but then his partner's out of town for like the first two weeks, and they had already gotten and got in trouble with the FBI. So my boss's partner thought like I was an FBI plant. He's like, oh. "Why would this kid out of nowhere just show up at this gym? He has no money, but right. and then so like for the first month, I pretty much hung out with my boss every night because later to come to find out that his partner thought they had to feel me out. Uh, did they they realized, make
1: you commit crimes to to make sure you weren't the fuzz. No, nah, they just they just you know like in movies are like here smoke this crap. Yeah, like <laughs> deal. <laughs>
0: So, steal that car radio. Why? Just do
2: it. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. I'll totally
0: do it. I don't care.
2: Yeah. So I would spend all this time. Plus, my boss was just like the coolest dude in the world. He lived in a mansion and just, he was a millionaire. And I'd never been around anything like that, yeah. being from Wyoming. So my boss at that point, we were, he was like my best friend. He was almost like a dad anyway. So I went and I told him, which was probably the hardest thing because I never wanted to disappoint this guy who, yeah. who was like the coolest guy to me. And then he, uh, my boss understood, and then he kind of took me in, and I lived with him for a little bit, and then uh, we. So still- he was like so rich that eighty grand was like, know, eh, whatever. Well, yeah, but in the in the gambling, this shit happens all the time. People just run off with money. Oh, right. Yeah, right. I mean, really,
0: it's, it's so it, the I, fact that you told him was like, oh wow, that's
2: you're so honest.
0: Yeah, he like knew. I don't even know if liked, I would. I'd be I'd be really
1: tempted to steal, and I'm not a super dishonest person, but like that much money. When you're, and especially when you're getting it from someone who seems to have so much, you're like, yeah. this motherfucker won't notice, yeah. and you get like <sighs> jealous, and you're like, God damn it, why don't I get money? No, well, eventually, you know, eventually,
2: I started stealing the money all the time. Oh, really? But not from my main boss. I got see the the guy that mentored me. He he blew two hundred fifty thousand, which was his bankroll, and they gave him a job again, and he blew it again, and then he had moved to Reno and he took off. But Whoa. in the gambling business, like. And the crazy part was, I had all that money. So there's a couple times I was almost in trouble because that money was just like mine. So if I wanted something, I would just go buy it. I just worked out of my figure like it was a bank account. And then sometimes they would be like, over time, you knew when a game was like a big game because the urgency, they would, you know, like they would say, Steelers minus three, go to the Venetian and get it. Or sometimes they'd go, bet Steelers minus three wherever you can for the next hour. But then sometimes they would just go, bet Steelers anything, anytime. Which so you knew something important was like happening or something. Uh, so then, when I'd, you say
1: something important, you mean they got super insider info? Yeah,
2: like if something we would know stuff about fifteen minutes. Yeah, the minutes.
1: trainers, the, the trainers tell bookie stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah, we'd get. Is or, that how it works? Or just like if you were my friend and you went to a game and you'd be like, "Man, I'm at the Dodger game," and uh, you know Puig, like when that Puig's when not you, warming up. When you went early the other time, I saw the pictures. Yeah. if you were there, and then we were friends. You'd be like, "Man, I'm at the game, and Puig's not going to play." And I'd be like, and then you just call me and tell me that. Yeah. Just so just over time you would just, but we would get fixed stuff sometimes. Like my favorite story is that we, uh, for the Super Bowl, is always like the biggest bet, but we knew the girl's agent that was singing the national anthem and you can bet (laughs) over under on the national anthem, how long it'll take. Right. And it was pre-recorded that year and we knew it and no one else knew that it was pre-recorded. Wow. so that was like one of the best days because we didn't even really bet the Super Bowl we just <laughs> knew we were winning on the national anthem now we had to trust that guy what he was saying was true and everything right, of course. so th- we so were he was like
1: it's 232
2: yeah so and then the prop was like is it gonna be over 228 so you have you have like we we had to like I can get on the inside
1: of this yeah you know, I can win this bet well, yeah we had to mani- I can get on the inside of this <laughs> yeah
2: yeah, you could. If if you know someone, that's what I always say. There's oh, I know you, someone. <laughs> if you knew a player or something that if, is the first play going to be pass or run. If you know anyone involved in the teams, they uh-huh. script like the first fifteen plays. So you can there. There is always a way, but but then the casinos. That's why you like. Why would casinos even have those bets when those are the easiest to fix? I just think they don't think you can fix them because if they do, or just probably more people than
0: not
1: don't have any idea. That's just also, you know what, that's also kind of a fun bet, the national anthem length. You're like, fuck it, this is ridiculous. It's a low stakes one versus, you know. Who's going to score first? Because you know what, it feels 50-50. It feels fairer. Yeah. You're yeah. like,
2: ah, no, there's no way, this is a wacky bet. But we had to do it, so we would, like I would call you guys and say, go in the casino. You, the key is just manipulating it, so don't be greedy. Just like any crime, mm. greed will always get you, so instead of going in there and going, hey man, I want to bet 50000 on yeah. this, they would be like, why? Oh, someone knows something. So if the limit's like 2000 I literally would go in and have my friends just pop it for $800 all day long. Yeah. You know, it just and you could always, I'd always pay off the ticket riders because when you're betting the max, then the... You pay
1: off the ticket writers. The, yeah, and
2: they don't, make, they don't make enough money to care. <laughs> yeah. So if I'm betting the max and they have What's to What's the ticket writer? What? The guys that print out the tickets. Oh, oh Who okay. just work for like $12 an hour. Okay, yeah.
1: But they're the dude who could be like, hey, this guy just uh,
2: came back five times yeah, an hour. Yeah. So so if you bet the max, and a supervisor has to come over and approve it. How
1: would you pay them off? How do you get them money? Just give them $20. No, but there's
2: cameras. Oh, but you can tip them. So they oh, got to keep their own tips. Or if it was good. over time, we uh, made friends where like... Because yeah, I was yeah, there yeah, every yeah, day, yeah, all day. Yeah. So and they hated their bosses. So, so I So you'd kind of be like, "Hey, where do you go to lunch?" Yeah, I'd say just come. I'll meet you. Yeah, wherever. I'll buy you lunch, and then yeah. you like
0: buy him lunch and give him another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, I spilled a thousand dollars on your plate. Yeah. yeah, oops. See you tomorrow.
2: Wink. <laughs> I am <laughs> moving to Vegas. <laughs> right. Now, <laughs> so there was a lot of stuff like that that just made that it was a dream job. I just as long as you, you just would have these opportunities. They wouldn't come that often, but when they did, over time, you know, by a year like six or seven, then I realized how to really manipulate something. Or if there was like one time they put something on the board wrong, like, uh. like a 19 point favorite, they put the wrong team as a 19 points. Uh. So I took like plus 19 on a team that was supposed to win by 20. Right. But I just did it. I, it was late at night and I just, and they were, they were like uh properties that are all the same. And I just drove around and just popped it $300 a time over and over again until they caught it. But yeah. I mean, nights like that, I'd make six, $7,000 just, it just a, it's a very opportunity. The whole town and that there. was
1: your money because and that was, that was yeah. your boss didn't tell you to do that. No, no. Would you cut him in? Yeah, but I did a lot of deals with my boss. Uh, you'd be like, hey, they fucked up this thing. I'm gonna hit it like yeah. crazy, I'll and then you'd cut him in a little.
2: Yeah, and that's why, like, when the money was gone, he knew if any. I'd always like I had someone on the inside that would let us do, let us bet games after they started and do over oh, time. Fuck. Yeah. So and my boss knew that. So. When it all went bad, he knew that I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that to him. Yeah. He knew my dad, and he knew everything and it'd with my dumb. dad. it be dumb. It's like it's done yeah. Short money. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's the one thing my boss always taught me: never step over dollars to pick up pennies. Which yeah. was great advice. Always, you know. And and that's the best thing I learned is like, we can why get, take a shot for seven hundred when we can kill him over time for seven thousand. You know. Yeah, yeah. So it was uh stuff like that. Just over time. I mean, it's just a shitty city. You were just on the right side of the shitty. It's
1: weird. It's weird to me that there are just any kind of laws there. It's like no, no, no. It's free zone. It's it's everyone's. Yeah, everyone's cheating.
2: Yeah, because they're making so much money. It's just like anything. It's like Walmart. You could steal something from Walmart. You could steal a ton of shit, but they just make so much money that yeah, it doesn't. It's just a built-in loss that they have. You know, they're like it's like
0: opera, cost of operation yeah. or whatever they call it. They're they're waiting for the they one factor in people will steal every year. Yeah, it's like yeah, the yeah. cost of exercise is getting yeah. energized. Yeah, that's right. That <laughs> part <of it>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was a that barely made sense. <laughs> by the
2: way. It just barely. Made sense. (laughs) Did you just constantly (laughs) eating at buffets? Yeah. Well, that was another thing. I had comps for everything. Yeah. Yeah, What
0: was your lifestyle after year six? Were you you a girlfriend and shit? Some guy with BMW, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, you
2: you know, in the end, so I stopped working for the main guy. Then I started working for this other dude who was an idiot. But I was just robbing him blind. (laughs) But he. Because I got robbed at shotgun. Like, you you do become jealous, like you said. And then you also know that you're risking... You're at guys, risk. Because if, if people know you're the dude running around with hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars, who the fuck cares? Yeah. yeah. So, over time, and they'd be like, oh, we won like a million today. And I'd get like a $500 bonus. And I'd be like, well, fuck, you guys got a million. Give You know, so you yeah. just get yeah. this jealousy. You're taking the risk on the streets. Yeah. 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 And uh, so, then I start robbing <laughs> my boss, but... I couldn't show it because my boss knew how much he paid me. So you know he'd be like, "I can't show up in a Range Rover or something." I had to drive my shitty car, but I would take vacations or I had just it's a like good fellows. dude collection. shows up with the fucking yeah. car
0: and
1: De Niro just beats his ass. Yeah, like, what are you doing, stupid? Yeah,
2: and I'd pick up tabs for everyone. You know, I'd always because that's like Vegas mentality. Are you hiding cash all the time? Yeah, I had I had fifty thousand in my room. <laughs> Cash. This girl, I I had a psycho ex girlfriend came in and stole everything, but she couldn't find the money. Luckily, but stole like my oh, wow. computer and all that. But then eventually, I started dating this girl who was loaded, who who's like like millions, millions. So that was the perfect cover because then, Ah. then I could Ah. buy. So I've like, we'd fly to Barcelona, fly to Paris. We'd do all this crazy shit. And you'd just be like, oh, my rich girlfriend took me. And then they would, because I, you know, introduced my girlfriend, they'd see her pull up in a brand new Range Rover and everything. And I was just like, my girlfriend's dad paid for all this when really I was paying for it. So in the end, it was beautiful. I mean, I'd, Anything I ever dreamed of, we would just wake up and I'd go, where do you want to go? And she would be like, I don't know. James Taylor's playing in Nashville. We'd fly to Nashville and we'd wake up in Nashville and go, there's a show and there's, a, there's a music Let's festival. Watch a music festival. concert yeah. across the we, One time we went James Taylor on a Thursday and then we flew to Chicago because we'd never been to Wrigley and then we flew to Milwaukee on, on Saturday and went to this music festival and just... That's crazy. And then she had money too, so we were just you know but she lived in, then she went to barcelona so i would fly to barcelona all the time and yeah. just hang out with her and then just you know it was it was the craziest cuz it didn't even like feel real i kind
1: of understand why you stayed there for 12 years yeah, yeah. it's fucking insane i
2: know yeah, yeah so, i mean
1: it's hard not to get caught up in just the sexiness of this lifestyle you kind of feel like uh, you're in the mob yeah i really felt invincible I mean, you full on were part of like the underworld basically
2: yeah, yeah. a whole different yeah and it was uh and it was the coolest because then my boss, then I could do whatever I wanted. You know what I mean? If I, well, another cool thing I would do. So we would still take bets, and then uh, so there was this football player in Denver, and uh, he would bet with us, and then he would lose, <laughs> and then I would have to, uh, I literally would just fly to Vegas, I would fly to Denver for the day, mm-hmm. so I would fly, you know, I would fly out, rent a car, go meet this dude, pick up like one hundred eighty five thousand, then get on a plane and fly back, and they would pay for everything. But wow. then one time after nine eleven, I didn't. We were scared about the money. We didn't know if you could take money through a gate or anything. So, oh. and my girl, oh, yeah. my girlfriend, I usually had a girlfriend that lived in Wyoming because that's where I was from, and I like long distance relationships for some weird reason because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I could just fuck hookers in Vegas. I, <laughs> I wonder. Jesus. I wonder if it has anything to do with the secrecy. I <laughs> yeah. wonder <if> that. <laughs> wow. And the constant money laundering. Yeah. So we, uh, I tried to take this money through the gate at the airport mm. right after nine eleven, and. uh So I go through the gate and nothing beeps and then I come back out and then uh, I put this, I have like a UPS, a big envelope in duct tape and I put it in my back thinking, we we just overthought it like idiots and then the alarms go off when I go through and they're like, do you have anything? And I'm like, no. And I should have just said yes, of course, but I'm like, no. And they wand me down and then they're like, what's this? And they pulled up and they see this like duct tape package. They thought it was a bomb. I got fucking whisked away to this back room. Got really? In, he gave me like, what are you doing? And I'm like, it's just money. I just didn't want people to know I had money. Because my boss, we just didn't know if we could take it. We just totally overthought it. I mean, of course, I can go to Vegas with money of yeah. all places. So yeah, just the craziest yeah. shit would happen when you have that. Just when I had that much money, I just, it, it was just the craziest thing, man. I could do. It was like I could do anything. And it, it wasn't It must have real. been
1: weird to just get used to being around that much money. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's like more money than... If I, if there was $100,000 in the room, I'd be like, what, what's... Whoa. It'd be like yeah. there was a tiger, like a live tiger. would be like, what do we do with this? This yeah, you're like, fucking crazy. You don't crazy. want to touch
2: it first. You're yeah, like... it's, it's funny. When I first got the job, I would go home and I was still staying in that trailer. And you know like when you trick or treat when you're a kid and you come home and you put all your candy out and you yeah. put it in order and shit? Yeah. I would just come home with the money and I'd spell my name in $100 bills or I'd make <laughs> stacks. And just I would play with it like a toy, but... Yeah, it was something that Man. like I said for never having any money, then when you get used to having it, it's just like you know, that's what sucks about being broke now, but right. the money we were always making money. So, I just always had a pocket full of money I could you buy you never bet now. No, I, I try not to. I
1: mean, aren't you are you friends with any of the people that you used to work for? No, pretty much
2: everything went bad and I don't have <laughs> I don't have a, Not even the good millionaire? No, we got we unfortunately I wish we I mean, I hope it's something that we could patch up one day, but just dumb basketball fights and dumb macho shit and oh. we were both stubborn but so i think it is fixable one day but the other guys everything went bad i worked for these other guys in the end the guys that i was so i was robbed i just started comedy and i <laughs> and uh yeah. so then i had like management and they would you're call, paying off open
0: mic hosts for yeah, spot here's 200 uh, bucks but i, I was third. paying
2: for all the comics yeah. drinks and everything i was taking you know because you know comics are broken i had yeah. money so it I was easy to get spots. Oh, yeah. But then they would call me, and they'd be like, hey, we got a gig for you, like $400 in Wisconsin. I'm like, I make $5,000 a day. I can't take these <laughs> shitty-ass <laughs> gigs, you know? Yeah. So uh, then eventually, I just started doing these backyard shows at my house uh-huh. in Vegas because I had so much money. I built a stage, and then I would invite comics that I like to come to my house and just give them the whole door. Yeah. And luckily, Stanhope got on board was the first one so once his name was attached then i i had like tig Notaro was the first one then i had neil hamburger had yeah. brody and morgan Doug yeah. benson then my final show was stanhope in my backyard 270 people sold out uh that's so crazy then we got kicked out the next <laughs> week because we were renting i was renting the house and i got evicted but yeah classic. yeah that's fucking so, so it was so just crazy. like a dream world but then it all uh but no t- i don't bet anymore because I bet so much it doesn't, I don't, I'm broke, you know, so if, for me to bet $50 does nothing for me. Right. I, I just lost all, I, I can't, I'd have yeah. to bet everything I have. I, yeah. All the risk that I used to go through, because there's times when I needed games more than, you know, when my bankroll would be off like 7000 and then I'd have to bet back $7,000 yeah. to try to get it back because it, it was just, there was just so many times that it just wasn't, the ups and downs are just, it was just brutal. It's going to be me. so stressful. Yeah, well, I mean, it's so fun most of the time, but then when you do hit like a speed bump, it's a big. It's it's your life on. You know, you're like, I'm fucked if this stupid college kid misses this free throw. <laughs> yeah, I'm down fourteen thousand, and I got to go to the guy that I think the world of and tell him I don't have his money. It if an athlete
1: like, who's probably got stoned that yeah, yeah. day, <laughs> right, 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 doesn't do like that's the thing. You're literally yeah, a, depending on a nineteen year old who's yeah. hung over, <laughs> yeah, who's like, sort of uh, hung over yeah, and yeah, is thinking it's
2: about it's pussy. 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 A lot of the game. Yeah, at yeah. Yeah. Uh, the game that they're up by 13, they don't give a shit that the spread's 14 or anything. This kid yeah. doesn't care. He wants to go party. The game's over. So yeah. yeah, it was a lot of stress, but it was... And just the whole city, it's just like... Luckily, I said, I've never done a drug in my life, so I didn't...
0: Wait, living in Vegas all those no, years? No, well, because
2: of my dad, I think. Yeah, you I was, had the like, Oh, yeah, deterrent. you grew up with that. Yeah, so right. I I had the weird thing. Uh, I did the Stupid Dare program, and so my dad was in prison, and then my mom smoked weed and it like drove me crazy because oh, you know when they, when they teach you in D.A.R.E. they don't tell you the difference between drugs. They, they, they just tell the you if you do drugs you're going to end up dead or in prison. Uh-huh. So my yeah, dad's in prison. Pots
1: a cupcake and, yeah. and cocaine's like drinking acid. Yeah. yeah. So my
2: mom smoked weed and it drove me crazy as like a 7th grader I'd get so mad because I literally didn't... Like, mom you're going to go to jail. Oh, so, it was like <laughs> the opposite of most mother-kid relationships. Like I'd catch my mom smoking weed and I'd get so fucking mad yeah. at her. Like, you're and, grounded. Uh, <laughs> so then I just never did a drug and I've made it forever and then I, I'm honestly get closer every day just because I hate to drink and drive and I would I could do I was, I've always thought about trying weed but it would have to be like edible but and Ari's always I feel I mean, like to do fine like why I, I just don't I don't I just get tired how old are you now 36
0: Yeah, it's like you don't need
1: to... Yeah, Yeah. starting that shit late is dumb. It's lame. And also, like, you've had... If you think about the kind of fun you've had, like, is getting high going to be more interesting than that one time you won 300 grand and then your friend's try to kill your dad with golf clubs. (laughs) Like as far as like level of interesting, it's not really going to compete. A lot of
0: drugs just give you the illusion that you're having the same kind of fun you actually (laughs) did have in Vegas. You know, where it's like, let's do Coke and whatever else and party. And it's like, when you step back, you're like, we're just at a house and everyone's fucked up on drugs. And then we're just going to go home and wake up and feel like shit the next day. Vegas really tricks you.
1: Like the level. I I noticed when I used to go to Vegas in my twenties, all my friends would want to go strip clubs. So we'd go to strip Mm. clubs and it'd be like, this is so great. And the way you talk to women in strip clubs and look at them is very specific. And then you'd forget that you weren't in one when you'd be in the, <laughs> the casino. So, like any woman, you'd just be like, "Hey, yeah. here's a hundred dollars." They'd be like, "What yeah. the fuck is?" And be like, "I <laughs> sit forgot on my lap." I what? forgot. I'm sorry. Yeah. I forgot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. But it really d- the culture of that place really sucks you in. You're like, no, I can do whatever I want here and be a total degenerate.
0: Yeah. How f- much fun was it to go to strip clubs? With all the money you were making. You
2: know what? I, I hated strip clubs. What oh, right. I got into was uh, massage parlors. Oh, okay. Where you'd get the hand job because I, I didn't know. I remember the first time my boss would tell me about it, and then uh, <laughs> yeah. like, then I went possible? at like two o'clock in the day, and then I came out. I'm like, holy shit. So it was always good, or I or i had to have hookers. Like once you cross that, because I, I always had hotel rooms comped. Okay. So if I got drunk, I could just, or and there was always a hooker around or something. Not that I had that many hookers, but I could always There was just go, always and, a hooker around. Yeah, yeah, you know, in the casinos, I could go. You want to go fuck? And I could get a room, and it was always free, you know? Wow. And while my drinks were free, so it was... Uh, Did you get to know any of them? A little bit. I was fascinated by it. The one thing I was most fascinated by is that they're not allowed to talk to black dudes. What? Wait, what? That the, You can ask any hooker that they're... Well, most of the time, their pimps will tell them, because most of the time, their pimps are black. And they'll say, you can never... And if you ever... or Next time you're in Vegas, because you know how aggressive black dudes are, they'll always holler at them. And they'll right. always just keep walking. And every strip, I mean, every hooker I met was like, because then a lot of other black guys will try to come take them and be their pimp. And, oh, they're trying oh. to yeah.
1: steal their their hookers. So
2: I was, but it's oh, hard to get a concern. hooker to like open up and talk about it because yeah. I was just fascinated by the whole. You know, but I had to be careful with hookers because I, I don't want to get robbed. Yeah. You can't hide 200 grand in your sock. Like you can hide like $200. <laughs> yeah, like or something.
1: 200. What's in that briefcase? Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Definitely yeah. not a lot of money. <laughs> Marcellus Wallace's
2: soul. <laughs> but yeah, I never went. I hate, I honestly hate strip clubs just because it's so, I get so mad at myself, but oh, yeah, there's there some are good ones there. there. There's some incredible girls, but I
1: haven't
0: been to one in so long. Yeah. yeah. Me neither. They're never that fun. No, it's a bummer. It is. You're like. Ah, I feel like. I I'm I imagine part it'd be problem. more fun if you had like a bunch of money. You could. It would just be more fun. I almost think that would make it but, feel worse. Like you just. I always
1: feel like. Uh, uh, you know what it is. The la- I think the last time I went was maybe six years ago. And like as soon as I walked in, I just saw bruises. I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> yeah. This doesn't seem empowered at all. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'll go to like a dive. Sh- like in my hometown, there's just a shitty strip club and uh like I like that. Yeah. You get to see some interesting shit. Like but.
0: Portland has those where because their strip club zoning laws are almost non-existent, and they so have like a union. Any bar, it can be a strip. Like there, uh, there was one street, I think in the Southwest, where there's a church, and right across the street's a strip club. Yeah, and you're like, what? <laughs> so they'll have bars where they're like, oh, now we're a strip club too. So at the end of the bar, they'll just set up a pole and a little stage that someone clearly just built, and then there's just a girl dancing on it.
2: But those divey ones are co- kind of cool. The one in my hometown has a small stage, probably about as big, about as big as a table. Yeah. But there's no pole. There's like this. It's just like a, you know, you hang a towel on <laughs> in the bathroom like a shower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's hanging on the roof so you can like hang on it. And there's some bi- I don't know what it's made of. Right. But it's stayed up there the whole my whole life and it, <laughs> I, there's some big chicks just hanging on just like a the same shit that when you'd slip when you're falling out of the shower and you right. rip it down like I think everyone has this. I don't know what this one's made of, but There's it, a
1: guy <laughs> in that strip club who has so much pride in the durability of yeah. that bar. He put it up. Right. He's like, "Let me tell you something. Yeah. <laughs> We've had a lot of bigger girls." Ain't? He's like, ah, most sturdy thing in this place that motherfucker Bar like he yeah. looks at it every night. He like winks at it as he walks yeah. by. <laughs> Cleans it. daily. Only thing <laughs> I trust.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's incredible, but the big ones I hate. I just hate. I just feel like wasting money. You I think built- if
1: you came from like a bigger city, Vegas wouldn't have had such an effect on you, or are you just so overwhelmed.
2: Yeah, I, I think. An- well, because I was in Phoenix before, so just the job was overwhelming. When yeah. I was living regular, it was I was just hanging out at Sam's Town, and I was, you know, I was just like what you're saying. I I had this dream that I would win some slot machine and be rich. You know, I play Mega Bucks. Yeah. Then one day I actually just was rich, and it just happened so fast that it, it was just crazy. Like, yeah. And then it, it was just the craziest transition because I, I literally when I before so I was in Vegas for a little bit and then I went back and I was coaching basketball in this town of like 58 people. Then I came back to Vegas and then that's when I got the job. And then I was like, so going from these little small towns to Vegas. That's so crazy. <laughs> Do you they in a weird
1: way it. think of Vegas as like a backup plan? You're like, well, I could always go back to Vegas. And no, go back into I would never go back.
2: I mean, I could be a bookie, and I always tell people: if you don't have a, a path in life, you should be a bookie because it's the most free money in the whole entire world. Really? And I used to do it a lot, but it just sucks because you just beat all your friends out of all their money.
1: How do you make? How do you? If you're like wanting to become a bookie, how do you come up with the lines? And it's easy. Stuff?
2: Everything is so on digitized now. You can the everything's so on the computer. You can just go to a site that does everything for you. Okay. Wow. You just have to have the money to start, but you literally can. Which money would you need to start? Hundred grand. Depends how many guys you have. Because the weird thing about being a bookie, whenever I was a bookie, if I start booking you, you would win. This is another thing my boss taught me. Like if I picked up a new guy when I started being a bookie, he would win every fucking game. He'd be betting $50 a game and he'd win like 23 out of 24. And I would tell my boss like, this motherfucker is never going to lose. I just had to pay him $1,000. And he's like, just wait. And what always happens, someone will win forever. They're betting $50 a game. Then it'll be a Saturday, a college football. They'll bet the early game at, at Saturday, for fifty bucks, that'll lose. Oh shit! I got to get that back. I'll bet a hundred. Yeah. And the chase is on. And then you know someone would beat me consistently for like three weeks, and then and I'd owe them like twelve hundred. And by Monday night, they were down forty eight hundred, trying to bet five thousand <laughs> to get even on yeah. Monday, and then you're busted, and then now you pay me two hundred dollars a month for the rest of your life. You know. Yeah. So, or two hundred dollars a week, or just yeah. whatever. God. So it just it just it sucks because you really have to. I I think I just have too you just watch people lose all their money there's something kind of depressing about it if yeah. I could just book people I hated <laughs> I would love it but when you know someone has kids and stuff it's like yeah it kind of sucks you just gotta be like hey man you owe me like $200 and you, you're you meeting them at their little kids soccer practice and shit just, it was think, kind of a, a depressing it was great to have money but and yeah. you will always make a ton of money there's no broke bookie ever because you can be the lines are so good no one can ever beat you uh-huh. you literally just have to get the website and then just you just spend a whole lot of time collecting money because people always bet what they don't have. Right? Because to get rich, you want to put people on credit uh-huh. because credit is, and it's even better now because when I was a bookie, you had to call me. So, like, let's say you're calling you're calling me betting. At some point, you even feel like, man, I feel like a piece of shit calling brand. Now Again, it's he emails. Knows. Now it's all online, so people can just go for it. When I was a bookie, when I first got out here, I was still booking a little bit. Um. And these degenerates, they'd fucking... I'd wake up and someone would <laughs> owe me $300 betting the Grand Prix in like Italy. Shit that I didn't even know was up. <laughs> I'd be like,
1: I
0: made $300.
1: Like, do you have Fox sleeping? Sports 9? What the fuck is wrong <laughs> yeah. with you, dude? So it, wow.
0: was, it was a... It, what happens when people don't pay, though?
2: You just got to let it slide. It's, that's a bookie secret no one wants you to know. But Yeah, there's, there's no real breaking you, hands You can't fuck shit. people up anymore because... They'll call the cops and yeah, then exactly. you're, you're going to jail for exactly. being a bookie. So if <laughs> I have 100 guys and I beat each of them out of $1000 a year but one of them doesn't pay me my 1000 i can't fuck him up and then risk calling the cops so and i lose that 99000 yeah, yeah you so you just sometimes you just have to eat it right or you you know you try to get what you can out of people you always put people on payment plans but you got a
1: weird way you if you don't if you don't fuck them up and you're like dude okay you owe me 1000 give me 100 bucks He's like, God, you're the nicest bookie ever. Yeah. And then he's like, I gotta pay that bookie back. He was good to me. Like, right. <laughs> it's,
2: it's weird how many times in life people have come out of nowhere and just like, Hey, man, I still owe you that four hundred dollars, and hand it to me. And it's just like money oh, no falling way. out of the sky. But when I was, when I had a big client that I wanted to get paid, my one trick that I came up with, which was the best thing I ever did, way better than beating people up, is just <laughs> calling. And if like if I if, I, if you owed me a thousand dollars, I'd say, I'm gonna call your girlfriend's parents. And just let let them know that their daughter's probably not in a really good situation. Oh and man! That, that got it done every single time. You'd be shocked how someone's like, "I'll pay you," you know, because they'd be like, "You don't know him." I'm like, the internet. I know who your girlfriend is. I can find who her parents oh, yeah. are.
1: Does she have a Facebook? Stupid. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'll call
2: I'll call your girlfriend's parents or your wife's parents. Better with wife, of course. And go. I'm just going to call your wife's parents. Let them know you owe a ton of money to people that you probably sh- don't want to owe money to. And just oh. so they know, maybe their daughter's not in the best, you know, cause who the Man. fuck wants to deal with a mother in law <laughs> Oh my and God. And you'd be shocked. People fuck. would be like, I don't have the money. I don't have it. Then I drop that on them. They'll be like, I'll meet you at Ralph's in 20 minutes. What? I don't know where they got the money, but they, that was the biggest Has fear. That ever you could
0: backfire where you're like, I'll, I'll meet you at Ralph's in 20 minutes. And then they want to fight you. Like no. how dare you try and fuck with my life like that.
2: I've never had anyone try to, to uh to fight me because I would just let it go if someone yeah. really ever got people feel they know that they owe you money it takes balls to like come beat me up when you <laughs> yeah. owe me money so <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. some weird way but I think I mean that just put the fear in people because yeah. you could beat me up if you want to right but if I tell your girlfriend's parents that's never going away you can clear it up but then the, in the back of their head the rest of, they're never going to trust you and yeah. just, like ever. I said wife it's so much better so if I I'll call your wife's parents just let them know and they'd be like no 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 i'll pay you immediately dude Oh, wow, that's a so great it's trick. so much better oh so if, my god <laughs> if someone owes you money out there just hit them with that and you'll dude, be yeah. surprised someone
0: owes me money <laughs>
2: yeah and i bet that would work yeah dude it's
0: fucking great so like now moving to a city like this do you feel like because you deal with people in such like a unique way like do you can you tell when people are like trying to screw you over or lie yeah, to you yeah. or manipulate you. Yeah. Do you just like see that shit coming no, like well, Matrix style? Like yeah, I, I just laugh
2: because my roommates, they're both good guys, had great upbringings and but yeah. they're just, they don't know. Like if we're walking down the street, I'll be like, no, like this. Like What's you, an example? Or like uh, the opposite when like if we're walking through Ralph's and some guy's got a van full of stereos and he's selling them for right. like, I'll sell this to you for $200. I'll be like, I'll give you $50. And they'll be like, you can't buy that from that guy. Those guys are obviously stolen. I'm like, yeah, but who fucking cares? And we're not paying 200. You can, they just have no like street smarts. Or if I can, I have pretty good instincts on just when I meet someone like this is shitty, you Uh know, I can tell this is a guy or I can see through any scam because my brain just works in like a, I have, my brain just comes up with scams instead of like, I don't. I don't use my powers for bad, like I could. <laughs> but if I yeah. wanted to, like, if you own a business, <laughs> yeah. you should hire me and let me work there for two days, and I'll figure out every way someone can take advantage of you. Cause yeah. My brain, because I ran a huge scam at like Dillard's. I've ran all these. If I have, or if you, if you have employees, this is what I always tell people. You got to treat your employees great, because when I was robbing my bosses, see, they were spending the whole day trying to figure out how to beat the casino, and I was spending all day trying to figure out how to beat them and i eventually (laughs) you know because they weren't treating you yeah yeah they weren't treating me good and then so i would just be like all right Mm -hmm. if you just give enough time you can come up with so i can always see a scam coming like really buddy this is this is really gonna work or some so they'll text me these i just fuck with people that text me all the time that these guys text me i got on some list where they're like Uh, if you pay us $200, we'll tell you the right game, who's going to win, which is such bullshit. (laughs) Which what they do is they tell you one side and they tell you the other side. So one of you guys are going to win, and then you're going to be like, shit, this guy's right. He was right. The Giants were going to win. It's the biggest scam ever. So somehow I got on this list, and instead of taking myself off, I just fuck with them every single day. (laughs) What would you do? I just just text them back and forth, and then I just hit them with the most – I just love to tell them like – Because then they'll start talking shit to me always. They always think I'm black or a Jewish guy. They're like, you angry Jew, or they'll call me the N-word. I don't know why. And then I'll just blast them. I'll be like, hey, man, I bet when you were like eight years old, you just dreamed of one day just calling people begging for money and yeah. what do your parents tell you, tell their friends you do for a living and just i just go <laughs> well, when did you give up on your dreams like just what just tell me what happened that you got and i'll just this is all in him, text i'll just torture them and they'll just be like then they'll just quit and then yeah but i just torture they block him. your number yeah like, you yeah you can't take this guy anymore jesus
0: but that's, that's so fucking crazy. it's like it's like a movie
2: yeah.
1: Can you even talk about it on stage or is it like too
2: big? No, I I I Are people I've just, just like wrote, oh, I don't believe this guy. I just wrote a one man show that I'm I think it'll work better in like a theater cuz when I have seven stage. Yeah, oh, on can't,
1: you can't really
2: People have grown like I tried it like I told a story about or I just tried to write a joke like when my dad when I was sleeping he stole my money. I was like that's like the opposite of like the tooth fairy like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your dad took your tooth and left money. My dad yeah. took my money and I tried to get his teeth, Thank you know, God, like yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank God I didn't like, have any gold teeth. He yeah. would have went for it. <laughs> the crowd <laughs> yeah. will just go, Oh, or like, oh, I feel so bad for you. But yeah. when I tell it like, uh, on podcast or something, people are like, Oh, I just, Oh, well, you should write a book or, and yeah. then, and then, so I've kind of been working on a book, but, i just wrote out the whole one-man show and i just think it'll work better as far as yeah, yeah when you're it, not looking for a laugh every like a podcast
0: it gives you more time to set everything yeah. up so like by the time you get to the dad story you're not like oh yeah
1: because you want to hear all of it you want to be like so i moved wyoming is really boring so when yeah. i moved to vegas i was like
2: holy shit yeah <laughs> yeah and you're like all
1: right all right let's hear the rest yeah, yeah there's enough backstory
2: you, on you can't do that we're where on your side it's yeah like, see Aw. Aw. i have to set it up yeah. to make you hate my dad because if when I was trying it on stage, cause everyone's always like, you should do that on stage. And I'm like, I- I'm trying, but it Son sucks to time. drive home shitty and yeah. <laughs> people, I don't yeah. want people coming up. I it'd probably help merch sales of people just be like, oh, I feel bad for that guy. Let me buy it. <laughs> <a." Yeah. laughs> yeah. But yeah. no, it hasn't. I, I think this one, man, I'm actually very proud of what I think it's actually going to work out. It's pretty good. And I think it's funny enough, but also real enough. But yeah, in the comedy clubs, it would, yeah, it would never work. Yeah, yeah, the stories are just so good, yeah. and there's the, just so many. I mean, we barely tapped into it just because I could. It just for 12 years, I just did shit that I yeah. never, never could did you ever have dreamed.
1: Any celebrities? Any celebrities gamble?
2: No, not I didn't. My bosses did. They like they hate Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan owed him money. Really? Michael Jordan's such a degenerate. And then he'll be like, he would call him. It, it, actually, this do wasn't. You, my, what,
1: do you believe the thing that that's why his dad got? Yeah, him?
2: I think I do for sure. You think that's why? Because his dad, he came back two years to the day. He he re- he retired and he came back two years to the day, which just with natural business sense doesn't make sense. Well, he- the
1: rumor is always like the NBA was like you got to get out. Yeah, this
2: is too big and too bad, and we need. W- you what out happened? Here. I think they suspended him for two years.
1: Jordan it was apparently such a degenerate gambler that he owed in just millions and millions of dollars to basically the mob or whatever. Yeah.
2: And, and and the thing he does <laughs> is he he'll be like. I'll send you, like, an autographed basketball or something. My boss was like, I got money. I could fucking go to the mall and buy your autographed basketball yeah, yeah, yeah. for, like, $500. He'd you, like, a half
1: b- million dollars. He'd be like, I'll send you these shoes. You'd be like, yeah. fuck
2: you, dude. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so then, or go ahead. I mean, And then like, it, wow. it, it, the NBA was just, like, the, the scandal was maybe going to break, and it was going to just be too big. So, uh-huh. like, we need
2: you to just go away. Yeah, because his dad died, and that they say was just, like, a...
1: It's the room, kind of the, one of the, like, conspiracy theories is that his dad was bumped off. By people that he owed a lot of money to. Because he would routinely not, the, he, apparently he would like to not pay. No, he'd, he'd never be like, I'm Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. Fuck you. Know. I don't care that I owe you a million dollars. I'm Dude. me. What are you going to do? You're going gonna to be the mob and go to the news? You're going to call
2: the cops? Yeah. And so the rumor was. The
1: rumor was that that's, what, that's how his dad got killed.
2: Damn. So then he quits basketball in the high, when he's the greatest player in the world to play baseball, which makes no sense. He sucked. And then he comes back two years to the day which is a, f- a road game, which would if I was his owner, his employer, yeah. I'd say, no, you're coming back to a home game so we can reap all the benefits, make yeah. all the money. Yeah. Who Just the whole thing is so, it just doesn't make any sense. Why would you quit? It'd be like if Louie just quit right now. Yeah. It's like, I'm not doing comedy. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to try painting for, <laughs> it just doesn't make any <laughs> yeah. sense. He's the most competitive dude in the world. He's at the top of the game and then he just, I'm just going to go play baseball. So, yeah. I, but I don't know how it hasn't like came out. I don't know more man. than you would think. Somebody will maybe it'll come out. I think one there's day. things
1: the cops want to investigate a little more than others, and that's one of the things we're like, ah, we should probably yeah stay away from this shit.
2: Yeah, I would love it if it came out. I
1: think I think the police genu- generally stays away from things like where degenerates are affecting other degenerates. Yeah,
2: they kind like, of polices itself. In yeah, a weird um, way. I, yeah, I know
1: from knowing some cops. Like if they're like, oh, it's just it, when gang members are shooting each other, they're like, ah, fine. Yeah, they're like, ah, not a big deal. Yeah, it's so, just like they're like, what are we gonna do? No one's gonna talk. We can't find any witnesses. We're gonna show up. There's gonna be two guy, dead guys in the ground, and everyone's gonna go, I didn't see a thing. So why are we, we don't, let's not even turn the lights on and rush over there. No one would even
0: go to the cops.
1: Yeah. A lot of times. Yeah. Someone calls and says, you know, the the saddest thing is usually a family member of whoever was injured. Yeah. And they're like, and then no one will talk. So what the fuck's the point? Yeah, it's a waste. Right. You're never going to solve those murders. But I think you know that's one of those things like what well, we get, we're going how far are we gonna investigate this we kind of know what we're gonna find and it's you know gonna lead nowhere. Yeah. He just built a wing of a hospital, so let's. <laughs> <try>.
2: <laughs> yeah, I wish I. That's one thing when I came out here, I was like, God, if I could get some celebrity clients. I I know a guy that had some celebrities, and he. He was dealing with a lot of rappers, but he was having a hard time getting paid.
1: And I would think it would be a hard time getting paid from any kind of celebrity because they're Well, kind those of guys entitled. were all
2: degenerates in the poker game. That yeah, took off that, big that, with that, that like circle, Toby yeah. and all those guys. Uh, you
1: see that fucking those dudes try to write a letter on his behalf. Like, yeah. All these producers were like, he's a good guy. Like, fuck About who? You. Some producer, I forget his name. He ran a poker night that was a lot of money because it was a lot of, it was Toby McGuire and people with lots of money. Yeah. So it's like a huge poker ring, an illegal one, and they're sending him to jail. For like a couple years yeah. and then all these producers wrote letters on his behalf like he's a good person. Like fuck you man. Yeah. guy had an illegal gambling ring and made an, a fortune on the side like he got caught. You can't do that. Everyone yeah. in that room like, can as afford if
0: producers, like, we're above the law. We'll help you. Yeah.
1: Le- yeah, everyone in that room can afford a private plane to go to a place where yeah. gambling is legal at any time of the day. Yeah. So, like, you're so lazy, you had to just do it in the Hollywood Hills. Guess what? Your friend's going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> right. Who cares? Like, and Toby had to pay a bunch of money, got fined a huge amount. Well, I forget
2: who didn't pay. There's somebody that, because they were going to get him. I knew guys are like, we're going to get this motherfucker. But it wasn't Toby, it was someone else that owed. I can't remember who it was, but they're like he just wouldn't pay. He's just like no, like Jordan, like yeah. What are you gonna do? I'm, I'm me. You can't get to me. And they made you. That's the
1: problem. Is they may do something that you're not planning. Yeah. No, and they, they, the, 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 the thing they love to do is not kill you. They yeah. Like kill someone you like, you love, and then let you live with it. Yeah. yeah. Which is
2: worse. See, that's the thing with the celebrity. All these threats wouldn't work because they would just go, "Oh, it's all bullshit." To yeah. the wife's parents, like, I was on the cover of. Yeah. they saying I like, fucked somebody when we daily. were... You, you, I think celebrities the only one. They could just be like, I'm not going to pay you. That's and, the thing and then, where
1: you, you just send them, you just fax them a picture of their kid. You're like, yeah, I know where he yeah. lives. Like,
2: no, I wanted to start that business as a, just the whole thing and just go... And I still might do it because I just wanted to just be like, just call and just... It, it would mainly, it would just be threats. You would never have to really back it up, but just be like, hey, I, would wa- I wanted to hire like local artists in every town... And and then put up a website and say if someone owes you money let me know, with the premise being the artist in town if you're a singer or you're a comedian or whatever then you go do go to this person's work or wherever or their kid's soccer game and do something oh. to try to make it go viral, but just the threat of it like every time like if you had an office job and be like when you see this barber barbershop quartet come in. And they say, hey, can you have everyone come to the front? We want to sing for the owner. Yeah. But then when, so everyone's there waiting for this, like, happy birthday, and then they just sing, Kevin won't pay his money. <laughs> <laughs> and you just be like, but if I called you and I put that threat, the whole thing is just threats, you know yeah. what I mean? Just having to. And I, if you do that stuff enough, it, it
1: affects a person's career for real. yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Of course, it's one. <laughs> if and you, you keep can-
1: hearing Lindsay Lohan's a drug addict or like a psychopath, when you see her playing a normal person, you don't buy it, so you don't go see that movie. Yeah. It affects their life eventually. The yeah, if you, work, if you just else. work
2: in an office, no, you, so then you try to go, I don't know what he's talking about. No one's ever... The, it's already in yeah. your coworker's head that you're a degenerate asshole that didn't pay off. Yeah. And just puts the fear... It's I had like
1: a, a jury... I mean, if, not a jury, but if you get a subpoena at your work, that's a fucking
2: bummer. Yeah, yeah. I had a comic that, that didn't pay me, and he took a shot at me, and I called him. So this motherfucker, <laughs> he, he told me he was going, with, uh, going out on the road with D.L. Hughley, he's making all this money. So I gave him... That's why you're still in Vegas. Yeah. So all I right. gave him a $5,000 credit limit. I said, go ahead. You, whatever. I thought he was good for it, right? And he blows the money. He doesn't have the money. Gives me this sob story. He wins this contest at the Tempe Improv, which I think he rigged anyway, where he won $5,000. <laughs> right. He calls me up, he goes, "You know, I'm going to send you like 2600. I got other stuff, but I'm going to, you know, I want to I want to do this to show you in good grace that the rest of the money's coming." So I'm waiting for this money, don't get it. Like 3 days later, I get a phone call. "Hey, by the way, that kid, he's in Vegas, he blew all the money, and he's calling people back in Phoenix trying to get someone to buy him a bus ticket home." And I called this motherfucker, and I was like, you owe me that money, and you're just gonna come out here, just right in my face, and just disrespect me. Just gamble away the money right. in Vegas. If I find you, I'm gonna fucking kill you. I know you're in town, and I'm gonna. And he's like, I met this gambler's anonymous. And I, said, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, then he went back to Phoenix, and I told him, if you don't. So then he'd pay me like a hundred dollars a week. But I said, if you don't, I promise you, if you post all your shows, I know where you're at. If you don't pay me my money, I'm gonna have my cousin and, and those guys come to a show. And I guarantee you'll never get booked there again. I'll make sure you never work again if you don't start, you know, because yeah. that's the only time when I really got mad. Like, I get it; you have fallen hard times, maybe you bet more than you want. But then when you have that money, then you come to Vegas and just do it right in front of my face. Oh, shit. I was—that's the one time when I was like, I will fuck this dude up if I ever see him. Yeah. And he was, you know, at the store. He's coming out of the OR. One of the times he owes me money he's coming down those stairs in the hallway. Yeah. He had no idea I was here. It was when I lived in Vegas. Oh, he, shit. You would have thought he saw a ghost. He came down those stairs as I was walking in the doors there into the hallway, and he just fucking froze and just started talking fast. Oh, oh, uh, oh, uh, 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 I got money for you. I mean, that was like one of the best moments for me, just to see him come down those stairs and see me yeah. like, I was like, he was so wow. scared. Did he but, eventually pay it all off? Yeah, to a point that I just let it slide. Okay. I mean, he probably ended up paying me about Thirty eight hundred. Okay, but yeah. just it just got depressing. You know, fucking like I said, calling yeah, him. And at some just point. Hearing just want him sob out of your life. stories all over. Like every you have so many fucking stories. This week, yeah. your mom's dying. It just, uh, just always something, and it's yeah. just like it's just exhausting. I was like, addicts always have like a yeah. Thing.
0: There's always a reason, a story, and yeah, after a right. while, you're just like, I don't. It fucking didn't want to hear it anymore. anymore. you got to fucking get away
1: from that shit. <laughs> I know, Dude. Well, that, this was fucking crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right? It's the, the You're, are, That's crazy. I, I want it to all, if it's all a lie, that's crazier. But that's right. crazy, dude. No, it's, it's so I promise, fantastic. I it's not. That it's like, how
0: is it even true? Because it's like a movie.
1: It's like a movie. You're going to come back for part two of this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we can hear more. Because holy shit. Yeah. Now exactly. I want to be yeah, a bookie. We're already at an hour ten. I want to be a bookie. Yeah. <laughs> I want to start gambling.
2: Yeah. Fuck yeah! I got a I got a great story for you guys that we'll save for next time. Okay, about yeah. how it's I went, almost had to leave here and the crazy. I had, had no to leave money, LA. and I had to take a chance. To fucking, I literally had like twenty dollars. It was like August twenty seventh, and I was like, "I'm fucked," and I had of to two thousand thirteen. Yeah, and I was about to have to leave, and I called this guy, and I told him, uh, and I made a fake ticket and gave it to him for nine thousand dollars, and it came down to I was going to owe this guy fifty four thousand. Whoa! And it all. It all worked out, luckily.
0: As I'm here, but (laughs) Jesus dude. Okay, that's next time. Yeah, yeah, next time I'll save it for next next time. time. I got some more stories for you guys. To be continued. Jesus.